guys, we have an issue and that issue is that we tend to compartmentalize our lives. We tend to put our spiritual journey with Christ over here and our work life over here. But did you know that there is what I call a theology of work? Today I want to share with you how work and your relationship with God should work together to make you a better witness for your community and your friends. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, sponsored by Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. It's equipping men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena Podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your host and guide of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, leading you to your best version in that stress bubble of life and beyond. So, hey guys, welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited about what we're going to share with you today, but first I want to give you a hero story. And as you know, we collect one, we try to collect one hero story for every day of the year, this year and every year. And man, we're excited. We're on path to have one a day all year this year. And this hero story comes from Joe. He said this, my wife and I listen to your podcast regularly as we drive. I'm a retired law enforcement officer and I totally understand that culture. And I'm the director currently of my church's men's ministry. And I see many parallels. Men don't trust men who can't. He's talking about the interview we had with Paul Lee, the executive director of Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers Association. He said, men who can do the Christian life on their own tends to be the theme in law and Enforcement. He said, thank you for partnering with Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers Association. We can never have too many resources. And and Joe, so Joe, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but we have formed an official collaboration with the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers Association. So if you are a Leo, head on over to fcpo.org, and you can see our resources on the partner pages. We're really, really excited uh, to partner with these guys. We are big fans of the Thin. Blue line. Hey, I want to jump into today's podcast, and I've been thinking a lot about work and the theology of work, and as Christian men, how should we handle our work, and how should our faith impact our work? And I've got a couple simple things. I should have called this a brief or a condensed theology of work. These these are some thoughts I have about work from the standpoint of the Bible and how we as men need to uh, integrate these into our life. So first thing I want to tell you is this. We are made to work. Work is not a result of the fall. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, it says, The Lord took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. So what you see in the, in the very beginnings of the Bible is you see God putting Adam in the garden. Remember, he was made in the wilderness, put in the garden, and he called him to cultivate or work the land. So this is before the fall, and, and man was giving a purpose, and man is given a purpose by God to work and cultivate. And God, in his goodness, does not need us, but he gives us a reason to thrive in this short period that we call our lives, and we thrive through work. And so the problem with this a lot of times is men tend to take the mission or the, the, the opportunity to work that God has given us, and we tend to 
we tend to default to that as our identity. My job is not my identity. My identity is in Jesus. My job is what I do. Okay, but but just know this: when we talk about the theology of work, that that God has made us to work. That is not a result of the fall. So work has little to do. And and the next thing I want to tell you is this: work has little to do with vocation and retirement. So when we say that God has made man to work, realize I'm talking about this outside of and including the context of your vocation or your current employment. In other words, let me tell you a story. I was talking to a guy the other day, a good friend of mine. He's getting ready to retire. And I said, hey, hey, uh, bro, what are you doing? When you retire, what are you going to do? And he said, nothing. So his plan is to do nothing. He isn't a Christian. And so his view of retirement is just do nothing. And, and I'll tell you what, those guys that do nothing die sooner. They have no purpose. They're meaningless. Even after you retire from your job, God's theology of work for you does not change. You are still called to work. You still have a job to do. If you have breath uh, in you, God has uh, a, a purpose for you and meaning. And so, so when I talk about work, a theology of work, realize this is, goes beyond your vocation. I believe that when we get to heaven, we will have jobs to do. I really believe that with all my heart because there's even a purpose there for us to continue to grow and to work and thrive and have meaning and purpose. So you guys out there who are getting close to retirement or you are retirement, my question to you is where are you working? Okay. And the next question is who are you working for? So here's what I want to share in my theology of work. You cannot separate work from faith. So you cannot go to church on Sunday and be one of the guys on Monday. You know, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 that we are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. And so you're, So what I want to say to you is this. Work is your witness. You cannot separate your work from your faith. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work it out with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. So no matter where you go, you're working for Jesus. You cannot separate, even though we're compartmentalized men, you cannot separate your faith from your job. No matter who you work for, your employer is Jesus Christ. Next thing I want to tell you in my theology of work is this. Work requires rest to recover and renew your strength. You wouldn't think I'd say that when I'm talking about work, would you? But you cannot work without rest. And if you do not rest, you cannot work the way you're supposed to work because God has called you to work with all your heart. So if you're not rested, you don't have everything to give. In Mark chapter 2, verse 27, Jesus told them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So guys, man, I hope you are taking a day off to reflect and meditate on the things of God, to worship with your family, to be involved in Christian community, to rest, to detach, to allow your mind to recover. I'm not saying do meaningless stuff. I'm saying, you know, I like to I like to sharpen knives. I like to hunt and fish. Those things bring me life. Those things bring me rest. So I might, I might do those things on my Sabbath as a form of rest for me personally. So I don't know what rest is for you, but I detach from emails, 
texts that are related to work, anything work related, I try to focus only on. In fact, my goal this year is to have 52 Sabbath days this year. And, I, and we've got a calendar mapped out, and we're really working hard because we realize that if I don't have rest, I'm not the best I can be, the best husband, the get best friend, the best boss, and so I need that rest. So the next thing I want to share with you guys about work is that work with this, work with the same effort at all times and under all circumstances. Followers of Jesus should be the best employees in the business. It shouldn't matter if the boss is there. It shouldn't matter what time of day it is. It, you should work the best, you should be the best employee in that organization. When it's time to work, you work. When it's time to take a break, you take a break and you do that. You don't have big gaps in your schedule. You don't sneak uh, time in texting. You know, you, you work when you're there to work. You, as a man of integrity, which protected integrity is one of our five essentials in my book, right there. If you're on YouTube, you see it. If you're not, you're going, what's he talking about? I'm pointing to it, is protecting integrity. So protecting integrity means we work hard all the time. In Ephesians chapter five, uh, 6, verses 5 and 6, we read, Obey your earthly masters with, with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. So no matter who's watching, you're always working. Theodore Roosevelt said this, and we have a picture of old Theodore right there. He said, the work must be done. We cannot escape our responsibility. And if we are worth our salt, we will be glad of the chance to do the work, glad of the chance to show ourselves equal to one of the great tasks set in modern civilization. That's from the Strenuous Life speech in 1899. So guys, remember who your boss is. Work with all your heart, all the time. You should be the best employee in the business. The next thing I want to share with you is this. Your work history is a witness to your community, good or bad. In 1 Timothy 5.8, we read something alarming. And here's what Paul writes. He said, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You, guy, have a responsibility to provide for your family. If you are a healthy uh, uh man of working age, you should be working and you should be providing. I don't sign in with this Mr. I personally don't sign in with this Mr. Mom thing where the wife works and the dad stays home. I don't think that's biblical. I mean, I understand splitting the jobs and doing things, but man, you need, you as a man need to be out there providing. That is, that is one of your biblical principles, and I don't know what's gone on today where guys don't feel like they have to provide. You need to provide something fiscally for your family. Uh, and I know, I know I'm going to get emails about that, but you know what, guys? Listen, um, it's biblical, and you need, to, you need to work. I don't care what your culture says. I don't care about that. You need to work. Thomas Jefferson said, Determine never to be idle. No person will have occasion to complain of the want of time who never loses any. It is wonderful how much may be done if we are always doing. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, listen to this. For even when we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. Man, we live in a world that's government-dependent. 
We, we, we find ways to have other people take care of us. And man, we as men are called to work. We're called to get the job done. And, and don't expect a handout if you're not willing to put in the time to, to sweat and work and toil to be an asset to your society. So guys, that's my brief theology of work. I hope that helps you. If you got a friend who needs to hear this, please uh, send the link on over to them. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man.